Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. It's time for the final edition of Strategic Planning for this year in 2022. We hope everybody has a great, happy holiday. We are letting this uh, podcast out the just right before Christmas. So we want to say, again, happy holidays to all the listeners. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Strategic Planning Podcast. And we're going to finish off with top five 401k mistakes uh, to think about, to try to avoid, uh, you know, especially maybe in the upcoming years, you've got new things to do or things to think about. So the top five 401k mistakes is on the docket today. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, um, you know, Mark, it just struck me as we're recording this uh-huh. on, that uh, today is the 46th anniversary of me getting into the financial services business. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, been around here for a while. and You've seen uh, a thing or two. Right, plan, plan, yeah, plan to stick around for a little while longer for yeah. sure. Yeah, you're like the farmers commercial. You know, you know a thing that's or two because you've seen a thing or two. I've seen a thing or two. Yeah, wow, that's right. well, kudos, good sir. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I, yeah. I updated the, the bio so whenever I say things, they can say you know, and I'll say forty five plus years. Yeah, right. You know, so. there you go. We're moving toward that number fifty. There you yeah. go. That's awesome, though. Well, happy holidays to you. We're dropping this podcast about three or four days before the Christmas break so, uh, or right. Christmas. So. Yes. Hope you and the family have a wonderful holiday. Yeah, I hope you guys do too. You going to be around or are you yeah, taking off anywhere? Yeah, we're going to stick around. We're going to yeah. just relax we a little too. bit. But yeah, so I thought we would nice. do this podcast, share it with folks who might check it out over the holiday break. And if, yeah, and of course, if you haven't subscribed to us, consider doing so. Strategic planning on Apple, Google, and Spotify. But let's talk about 401ks, top five mistakes to try to avoid, try to avoid mm. okay. uh, if I can say it. Because, uh, hey, it's a cool tool, right? I mean, the 401k, it's not perfect, you know, but it is easy. It is painless. It's a great little tool for building, and I think that's the key for building retirement savings. But it's also, because it's easy and painless, it's also easy to kind of forget about it and just ignore it for long periods of time, maybe except for like a, in a down year when it's very volatile and then you make the mistake of checking it too often. That's not a good idea either. But let's talk about the top five mistakes people make in these. Number one. Leaving money behind in an old 401k should you move on to a new employer. More and more people have been doing this through the years. Uh, Instead of rolling it over to an IRA, they leave it behind. You might have heard it called like a stray 401k, for example. Why is this a bad idea, Mike? Yeah, um, well, you know, a couple of things, I guess, is uh, you may lose touch with it. Um, I have actually really had someone who passed away and we found a former employer 401k plan that they still had sitting out there. Um, it, it wasn't something we found in their paperwork, though. It came to us uh, in the mail where they were doing some cl- house cleaning of their own. And and so um, it's uh, it's easy for that to happen. That was somebody that kind of came to me after the spouse had passed away. And, and, and so, you know, just this can take a, a bad turn there if you lose track of it. And it doesn't necessarily always come back to you. But uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, just not keeping up with it, it, you know, where the things are. In these accounts, often the fiduciary or the, the party that's responsible at the firm where you are employed, they will have uh, either one conversations with the uh, advisor on the account and might make changes to the 
options that are available for you to invest in and eliminate some that are out there that you might have been invested in. And if that's the case, uh, you might get shifted over into another fund that is supposed to map uh, over what you were doing before, but it may not necessarily. And um, so, you know, you can start to have plan, you know, drift in terms of the style of investing, the the way the money's invested. Um, certainly the other thing that uh, that can happen is um, funds get rolled up into other funds because of poor performance. And if you're not watching them, uh, you may just be sitting there getting moved around uh, because of that. Uh, not just that the money manager uh, is making the changes, but the uh, funds are making changes. So right. there's you know that, that loss of touch with what's really going on with it and then you're probably not as readily able to do things with the account as you could when you were employed there yeah it's to control i mean basically yeah, leaving control. it behind you you've you've given up a lot of control um right. versus rolling it over to an ira well, and, and that point there of going to an IRA opens up the door for you to really get it structured properly because a lot of 401k plants, not all of them, right. Uh, right. more are getting better about this, uh, don't have a good selection of funds from which to choose so that you can get fully diversified. They tend to uh, gather around large U.S. growth companies and and you've got you know three, four, five even more options that invest that way. And so all you're doing, if you're spreading it among different funds is just doubling down on the same stuff. All the money managers are investing in the same things. You're not really getting much diversification. So getting out of it into an IRA, you can get structured more properly so that you cover all the asset classes in the percentages that is appropriate for the level of risk that you want to have. Yeah, great point. All right, so let's go to the next one here. And 22 was a good lesson for this. Uh, rebalance, right? So a yeah. top mistake to make is not rebalancing often enough. And of course, if you've been happy with the performance in 19, 20, and 21, and you didn't think about the possibility of rebalancing, well, you might have gotten burned in 22. Yeah, that's right. And and all rebalancing is, it's, it's, it's just a s- standard method to periodically take profits on your portfolio and buy more of the stuff that's down so that you're buying low and selling high. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but that's what my parents said is the way you make money. Yeah. <laughs> buy something at a lower price and exactly. sell it at a higher price. You know, and Mike, we we've made this comment before, but at the holiday season it's kind of a nice stark reminder. What do you what do you look for when you're out holiday shopping, folks? You're you're probably looking mm. for things on sale. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Cyber Week mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, ooh, you know, 20% off or whatever. Right. But when the market's down 20%, you don't view it as a being on sale and being a good time to maybe, you know, put more money into that 401k, if it's, especially if it's one you have at your current job or even yeah. your IRA and dollar cost average. Yep. It's a it's a hard animal to get used to, but we don't like we we don't like it when the market's on sale. It's very strange. Yeah, and you know, quite frankly, if you uh, do have going back to that previous thing about leaving money at your former four hundred one k plan, you're not putting new money in there now. No, there's no and new money in that right. So there isn't any dollar cost average going on. There's not right, the true. likelihood that yeah. rebalancing is occurring. Yeah. So yeah, but but there. definitely in your in your current one, right? So certainly, yes, right, yeah. right. You uh, need to be doing that rebalance exactly. All right, number three. Uh, target date fund, sticking all your money in a target date fund and assuming that your account is now customized to your needs. And, and this uh-huh. is to the concept of the 401k taken to the to the next level of 
easy peasy lemon squeezy, right? <laughs> because they're they're so great in the fact that if you don't really if if it scares you and dealing with I don't know what to do, Mike, I don't know where to put my money, right? So when we get to take a job and we're like, "Oh, great. I'm going to retire, you know, I'll be of retirement age in 2040, let's say." So you uh-huh. pick the 2040 fund and that's just nice and easy. Right. And so and I get I get may- the appeal. I get the appeal. Oh yeah, yeah. And right now it may be good uh for you. But as you're getting closer to that date, maybe your plans have changed and you're not going to retire in 2040. Maybe right. it's later. Uh, and and maybe, too, you've uh, become a little more comfortable with and, and um, educated about how risk works and volatility works for you, uh, even when it's in a downturn because of rebalancing opportunities and things like that. Right. Um, that is that that you may say, you know, if if you're sitting there still in that quote 10, uh, 2040 plan or, or fund, I should say, and uh, you're getting to the 2040 period, you may just forget that, hey, you know, they're getting into a lot of bonds now and we're getting rid of a lot of the equity that's going to give us uh, an inflation beating return over time. Right, right. That may not be a good place to be and certainly not in retirement when the paycheck stops. You don't want to start falling behind uh, in terms of inflation, uh, beating up your cost uh, or your your um, purchasing power. So yeah. you want to still have some things in equities. And if you get into one of these target date funds, you can really eliminate that quickly, unfortunately. And unfortunately, too, Mike, so many of us, especially while we're still working, are in target date funds simply for the fact that they are so easy, right? They are. I mean, so yeah. many people are in them. So when working with uh, someone like yourself, is that something that you you advise against? Is it something you start to help them, you know, help folks move out of those uh, yeah. just from terms of cost and, and things of that nature? Right, right. Yeah, because they are a fund of funds. And so you've got two layers of expenses there over and above, you know, the plan expenses. But um, yeah, we we want to look and see if there is. Now, some plans are just so bad in terms of the investments that that's where we end up telling somebody to go uh, is is a target date fund. Mm, okay. But it's few and far between. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you really can, if, if there's an adequate a number of funds available that are in different asset classes, you know, we, we usually can come up with a better mix than what you can do in a target okay. date fund. And then it's yeah. a little easier to make you manage the rebalancing and, and that sort of thing and not depend on the money manager of the target date fund to do that kind of thing. Because, yeah, unfortunately, those active managers, they tend to you know think a little differently than what we do when we're trying to uh, let the market give us the return rather than trying to beat the market. Yeah, and they're truly not customized, folks. So that's another thing. I mean, yes, they, yes, you know, you kind of have that feeling because it's just the retirement year, but it's not, ex- mm-hmm. it's not exactly looking at you on the individual personal level. It's, it's a general target date fund. So right. know, that's kind of a misnomer as well. Number four yeah. on our list, Mike, uh, assuming that, and this is a one that happens and it kind of goes back to that first one with leaving something behind too, but assuming that the 401k plan, you, you know, views you, right, as the client. You're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the the employee, the person you work for that's providing the 401k by you having a job there, they're actually the client of the 401k. Right. Yeah. And, and you're in a big plan, particularly, you're going to see that even more. I mean, we we do a lot of uh, 401k-like plans, uh, as, as well as 401k plans that are for smaller companies. And, you know, there you can get a little bit more of a feel of being a client as an individual participant. But if you're in a uh you know the typical 401k plan yeah yeah they're they're not looking at you they're looking at that employer want to keep that employer happy make them have as few touches as ne- needed so that they don't have 
uh, burden from the plan and right. it's kind of like yeah. set it, forget it, and let us keep on managing your money for as long as you can. Yeah, so, and 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 ultimately they they have compliance issues to deal with with inside the you yep. know that situation. So, and employers are trying to get the best deal they can get too. They they're trying to provide right. something for their staff, but they're also mm-hmm. trying to provide it in a way that makes sense economically for them also. So Absolutely. you're not really the total. I mean, yes, here's something we offer for you, but you're not the the number one focus of what they're trying to do it for. I, right. I would think. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. And maybe you know, some people might disagree with that statement, but I think at the end of the day, companies still look at their, they're still using their bottom line to figure out what's the best option for them. Just like sure. when they change, you know, if you're working for a place and you had this number, you have this type of healthcare, you know, you're with, uh, I don't know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, let's say for five years. And then all of a sudden the contract comes up for renewal. And the next thing mm-hmm. you know, you're told that you now have Cigna, for example. Well, you mm-hmm. don't have any control over that, right? The, if that's the employer making that choice due to cost usually. So Exactly. Yep. Thing. And I'm seeing a lot of that, a lot movement around among uh, plan sponsors. Yeah. Um, plan, thank and, you. That's the term I was looking for is plan sponsor. Yep. Yep. There is a lot of that happening. <laughs> All right. Final one. Number five, assuming that your fees and costs are minimal because you often don't see them on your statement and you either don't see them or you don't pay attention. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to report this kind of stuff, but it is so obtuse that it's difficult to figure out sometimes to those reports what they mean. And who really reads them? Actually, quite frankly, I mean, we're, we're busy living our lives. We don't have time to look at that. For uh, you mean people don't read a prospectus? Get out of town! Oh, I can't. I know it's hard to believe. It's <laughs> really hard to believe. But we did a, a survey one time, and we found one person that read it. Um, but he also read the uh, terms and, and uh, conditions on his Apple iPhone too. So wow, that is a serious individual. That's a serious person. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, there there are fees that are um, embedded within funds and within the plan itself, and yeah, you, you you don't see a lot of them on the statement. That's exactly right. They they um, you know, for instance, the uh, advisor that's bringing the plan to the employer uh, may be compensated through. Uh, percentage of uh, expenses that are layered inside of the funds and they don't get reported mm, uh, okay. on your statement. Uh, so you got to look at those annual reports of fees and expenses and that kind of thing. And I don't know if they necessarily make all that much sense anyway, but um, yeah, it can be in there and you just don't even know what's happening over time, particularly going again, back to this thing of all those plan sponsor changes that get made. There's, right. there's reasons for those sometimes that are not necessarily like you mentioned, Mark, in the best interest of the participants. It's more for the companies. So yeah. I mean, and again, expenses on. the 401k, don't, I don't, I didn't want this. I don't want this to be a bash session, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a very powerful tool and it's a great accumulation tool, especially if nothing else. And I think many advisors would agree with this. Mike, you're probably one of them that from the aspect of use it and definitely get the free money, right? Get the yes. match money, right? Uh, matching and, funds, right? Yeah. And then at that point, then maybe it's worth looking at other options to be as more efficient as possible. So sure. it's a great tool. Um, definitely not picking on it. Just wanted to highlight some things that we might not always see as reasons right. that it could be costing us some money or not be quite as efficient as it could be. So, yeah, uh, when we're meeting with someone new, one of the first questions we ask is, do you have available a retirement plan at work, a 401k, 403b, or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. similar? And are you getting a match? Yeah. What are you doing with it? We yeah. want to know that. And we want to make sure you're taking full advantage of that. So it is a Absolutely. good tool. 
Absolutely. Yep. And then, then there's tons of other options from that point. So hopefully you enjoyed yep. the content. We appreciate you guys as always. We thank you for tuning into the podcast throughout the year. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to Strategic Planning on whatever platform you use, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can find all the information at Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com if you need some help with your retirement strategy. Get yourself onto the calendar, have a conversation. I know it's the holidays, but you can still reach out and say, hey, I'd like to chat with you in the coming year. Uh, so, you know, certainly a good idea to do that yeah. as well. And as we touched on earlier, Mike's been doing this for 45 plus years. So a good resource for you to tap into. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. I always appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone here. And I uh, just hope you guys all have a good, safe holiday season. Exactly. Me as well. Enjoy everyone. And we will see you for more episodes in 2023 with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.